0: Everyone, welcome to the Betts Golf Butterfield Bermuda Championship Preview with my friend Andy Molitor. Uh, We got some golf to talk about this week, man. I'm uh, fired up for this field, for this event. It's just going to be uh, just absolutely riveting stuff. Uh, how are we doing?
1: Yeah, so the thing is, too, yeah, it's a bad field. Like, just right off the bat, it's not a good field. We've got like what four guys in the top 100 the main fly in the ointment is like there's a 60 percent or better chance of rain every day like when i just sent the tweet out i said who here's you know who we think will win and i almost typed sunday i'm like man this tournament's not finishing on sunday (laughs) is it it's we might have a monday finish honest to god we might have a 54-hole tournament I don't know. It's supposed to rain so much. It's not just like, oh, there's some clouds in the area. There's a tropical fucking depression forming. Yeah. Like it is still, you know, October's kind of the end of this. We're we're still at the the very tail end of hurricane season. It's not gonna, you know, be like a cataclysmic event, but it's gonna be just sitting over the the Bermuda, the Bermuda. For, like, the whole <laughs> tournament, apparently. So this is going to get messy. I may be taking it kind of easy on matchup bets, and I probably already placed too many bets for this tournament, just placing some outrights, but beach is uh, is where I'm at. I mean, how, how excited are you for this one?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't have uh, a Strokes gained Tropical Storm uh,
1: model, but uh, like you said,
0: we are – we're on like the precipice of that because it is something's brewing down there. I think they're already getting rain. So like these guys aren't getting in a ton of practice rounds even. And I, it's so bad Like the defending champ didn't come back. Like Lucas Herbert won this last year and he's not even, it's Lucas Herbert. Like, he's not like a dude that like, it's not like Rory won this. And he's like, you know what? I'm just coming off of a win. Now. Yeah, no, it like, Lucas Herbert's not coming back. Uh, we had you know a couple of guys last year, too. I, I think, you know, Patty Reed was here. Um, we obviously know he's not coming back. Um, not so, allowed. yeah, it's just, Matty Fitz Patty was and here Pat, last yeah, year. Patty
1: Reed was, he was in the mix. There were bigger names. Like, the, honestly, the biggest name is maybe Seamus Power and Denny McCarthy. Seamus <laughs> won the Barberstall. You know, he's a winner. He's He won an all-tour event. So like, yeah. He's got win equity. But, yeah, otherwise this field a little rough. And yeah, it's a course. There's a lot of these courses like, hey, I can't go play Augusta, probably. I can't go play this or that. I guess you could pay and go play Bethpage or Pebble, but this is similar. This is a resort course. You go to Bermuda, and it's funny. This is the longest course in Bermuda, but it's like the shortest damn course on tour. That's how different your local Muni is to what these guys are playing every week from the tips. Short easy i've seen some quotes saying like if there were no wind we would destroy this course like the only the only defense is wind and there is a lot of wind and it kind of reminds me i don't think anyone had this analog cuz it's it's different in a lot of in a lot of ways but it reminds me a little bit of uh, rbc heritage you know the why can't i think of the name of the course with the lighthouse harbor town you're muted oh, i'm harbor town Maybe. I don't know. You're just moving your mouth and I can't hear you now. (laughs) Maybe that's (laughs) on me. I don't know. It might be on you. Regardless, it's, you know, there's some holes that are right next to the water and then it turns in for some inland Parkland style holes. And granted, it's not, you know, it's a different kind of trees down here. You're not having the uh, the same kind of trees we have up north, but it is a, a resort course where, you know, Anybody can go play this. Now they're going to have a tour event like we did down in Mexico or ROM one. That was an easy tour event. And like the, the one year, the winner did shoot 24 under because the wind wasn't so bad. The, if the wind kicks up, you're still looking at like, oh, no, the wind's like crazy. Yeah, you're still going to shoot 1500 to win this thing. So it's an easier course. And, yeah, the wind is basically your only, your only defense truly in this one. And if it doesn't kick up bad, you're going to see some low scores. The tour or the course records 61. That's 10 under for a round. That's a bludgeoning. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can oh. hear you. The time. I was just fucking with you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You, you, I couldn't hear you for a moment there. It's
0: funny. Uh, Harbor town is the Harbortown. course. You're... Yeah.
1: I didn't want to Google it.
0: Yeah. As you mentioned, yeah, we have, so this is our fourth year here. We had uh, the first year minimal win and we had Brendan Todd go out to 24 under and take it home and a very different last couple of years where you mentioned the wind and and round by rounds. And it's like hole by hole. It's not a common thing to like Taylor, our boy Taylor Pendrith probably would have won here last year. Had like a, I don't know. He was flirting with like 60s, like 60, not 60s, but like 60 here. And then just you know absolutely you know got into the wind in the end, and uh, I think put an eighty up in the final round, and just yeah, it's it's a very very unique place. So bad field, no strokes gain data, um, easy course with very little predictability because, look, I I know that we have some people that will that we think are profile better as wind players we have some europeans that play maybe a little bit more in the wind than some you know americans do because you just have that link style and some of those things we just don't have a lot of sample size of wind play to be able to say confidently that this guy is better in the wind uh or like he's good in the wind i guess right so it just gets you know an added level of of noise here in handicapping this and because you said too like the board we're looking at literally denny mccarthy Thomas Dietrich at the top of the board. Um, that just kind of tells you where we're at. Um, you know, we've been dealing with a lot of like guys sub ten and guys sub twenty. You know, and, and Denny is at like sixteen or fourteen in some places. And uh, very, 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 very difficult to tell yourself that you're getting in good, taking a, a Denny McCarthy uh, sub twenty in a field where I feel like anyone can win. And that's kind of been indicative. There's been no form. Like, look at the winners. You had um you mentioned just a second ago brennan todd came in he had missed like three or four cuts in a row um i think we had then it was brian gay he had missed a bunch of cuts um and then lucas herbert last year and missed back-to-back cuts to start the year so like there's really form doesn't even matter here It just you're gonna get yourself a lot of wedges for the most part because there are a ton all of the length of the course too is in the par threes it's like a bunch of long par threes and yeah. these are the shortest there is i think six of the eleven par fours or sub 400
1: that is like the munis that we play. yeah you're you're gonna be there's gonna be a lot of like 40 yard chips 40 yard eagle chips like at that like what, what's the break off for a, a pro golfer where they're like i can make this where it's not just a lucky shot from the fairway like there's going to be a lot of second shots on par fours where they're thinking like I could make this. Like, if I get this close, it might trickle in because these are these are just little pitches at that point. So, yeah, the length is in the par threes. The par threes are tough. They're the toughest holes in the course. They're yeah. all long. And if it's windy, it's not just crosswinds, you know, so, and the winds change. We've seen quotes. I think Ron had a good quote about that. So the, the wind will change from one day to the other in the exact opposite direction. So you can head at your back for this hole. Next day, you come out and play it. And your drive's going to go 50 yards shorter because instead of giving a little, a little gust from the gods to help you along, you're getting it right in your face. So, uh so it's, it'll be interesting to see what the weather does here, but I had a lot of people where it's, I, I run the numbers. I looked at it. I said, Hey, I might bet this guy. And then I go look and he's like 30 to one. There's <laughs> like 18 people that are 30 to one. And all of them are not names. I super want to bet at 30 to one, but I did start with a guy. Lower than I'd kind of hoped, and truthfully, part of this was just the fact that he's taking steam at some sharper books. But this this one feels bad. This feels bad to bet a thirty to one at this event. Nothing I bet is even close to this low of a number. But Patrick Rogers popped every which way but loose. He hasn't done anything wrong form wise. Like just everything is fine with this guy. Like he he should be one of the favorites here. He sh- should. Probably be 20. He's fine on Bermuda. He's fat. His his form is fine. He was top 20 at the Zozo. I think he's played well in other events like this. He was 10th at the Mexican Open. He's done, you know, fourth at the Bermuda last year. He's done well in these Caribbean slash tropical events. So the fact that he's like 18 to 1 at Bookmaker was the decider here because I'm like, I went to, I looked, I wanted to bet him and it's 18 to one. I just laughed. I said, no fucking way. Mm -hmm. But then I said, if I find, if I find like a 30 or a 33, I will go bet him somewhere else and I will add him to the card. And I was almost, as I switched tabs and looked, I was almost hoping that I didn't find a 30 to one so I wouldn't have to bet Patrick Rogers. But he (laughs) is my chalk donkey play of the week of the year right now. Still available on DraftKings
0: too in domestics if you're looking to get down on. Patrick Rogers. Yeah, it was the same thing that I had. It's just a guy that I actually do bet often because I do typically gravitate towards a handful of guys so I'm like son of a it. It's 30 to 1, I you know down to like, you know 28 in in most spots too. It just is uh tough sledding. There's just a handful a couple of spots too where you know, you know long-term stuff he should profile well. And I think that's actually the best way to at least for me I think in this because it's so hard to predict. Whereas I'll spend a lot of time mostly looking at, you know, dialing back and I'll look at different waves. Well, I'll start with like maybe 36 rounds or then go out to 50 and then look even more recent, like the last 20 rounds played. But I think here too, because there is such an unpredictable nature here, I think the best way to find really good numbers or maybe mispriced numbers is looking at even larger samples here. Like just what's, what are we doing in the last 100 rounds? Give me a better look at some of these guys' baselines of who they are because there's just, such little predictable nature here for so many different reasons. So probably a decent like live ad week. If you wanted to get down on, get a better feel for the wind and and the weather and how it's playing, you know, maybe there's weather advantages in that too. So um, I have a a pretty light card. I'm actually a guy that I thought you'd probably be on, but I went down the Adam long uh, path here because I thought the Adam long number was, I was so close. So yeah. cool.
1: This is this is basically my first guy off the card that didn't make it.
0: I just thought that you know, Adam Long at fifty is you know there's thirty threes out there, in some spots. Um, you know, just again dialing back past a hundred rounds. I have him fifth, like really actually have him first in the field in short par fours. Um, great, at, you know seventh in proximity from under a hundred yards. So yeah. talking about some of those, um, you know short little wedges. One of the best putters in the field. I have him second here. Um, again just we're really going to kind of need it if the weather's clear you're going to have to score because we've seen again 24 under and then 15 here even in the weather years 15 is is where we're getting so it's nothing that he does particularly poorly uh you know greens and regs solid good drive percentage off the is tricky here because we've seen leaderboards where you know you have the Brennan Todds and the Brian Gaze and then you've had the Taylor Pendrith who almost won here so like I don't know. It's it's going it to be really noisy. I don't think you need to like really lock into fairway's gained or, you know, good drives or or bombers because I don't know that there's anything that's been really predictive at all so far. So, um, no problem with uh, with Long at 50. Pretty light card for me, but that was a guy that I thought would be would be on your card as well. I know uh, Ron got it here too. So, and shout outs to Ron by the way. Ron crushed FanDuel in uh, the DFS streets. Um, I think we might have a Fanduel show on Wednesday. Ron's got some uh, personal stuff going on, so no DFS show today. But I think they're doing that on Wednesday. But uh, all that, all the good stuff can be found—all his models, you know, putting models, approach models, off the team models, and then his final stuff—all in our subscriber Discord for a dollar a month. Uh, you yeah, can if, you enjoy,
1: if you enjoyed DFS, Ron has started to fall in love with playing over at Fanduel a little more compared to DraftKings, and yeah, he he banked a five thousand dollar little winner over there the other day, which is nice. Pretty good. I'm looking to do the same, just uh, via hitting one of these guys. And here is an Andy's name, Austin yep. Smotherman. Austin, Austin Smotherman was another one where, you know, he was like 55, 66 at some books. And I'm like, well, I thought I was going to bet this guy. And it turns out I'm not. And, and then I did end up finding some 80s, some 85s. He's another one too that I've I've bet quite a few times, I think. Uh some maybe smotherman and Svenson, those two like peas in a pod for me. Turn all the S's. Yeah. Pretty poor numbers um relative to his other putting on Bermuda, which scares me a little, but I don't know. Like just looking back, he did, you know, he played this last year missed the cut. Like It's it's hard to take some of that because that was like maybe his second tour stop ever. I think coming off the, you know, the corn uh, fairy graduate, whatever he did, you know, however you you make it from that level to this level. He played okay in Puerto Rico. So he doesn't have great results like I had with Rogers on some of these tropical courses, but he's just kind of checking all the other boxes for me. And he's a big, big number. So Austin Smotherman, Decent, you know, just decent form. And then he's truly, if you look at some of the sample sizes, he's a top five ball striker in the field, which is saying something wild. (laughs) It's not like he's a bad ball striker, but it's crazy. It's like, this guy might be the best ball striker in the field over certain sample sizes, which is nuts. Nuts. That's what this field is right now. Yeah. Pretty
0: big discrepancy in the market on domestics for Smotherman. He is down to 50 on draft yeah,
1: all over the place. And there
0: are ninety fives on FanDuel. I mean, that's ginormous. So um, FanDuel on the domestic side is the place to go. If you're looking to uh, chase this mother, man, uh, no problem with that one. I, I think because we've seen such little you know, three events here and they're all a little wild. Uh, yeah. My next guy is top 20, all of them, 11th, 16th and 12th. And again, I know the, The wind thing is a little bit wonky, uh, but we have seen this guy play fairly well in the wind historically. He's a Scott. um, Russell Knox out there at 40, I think is worthwhile because, again, I do think maybe course history matters here a little bit because it is so wonky and because I do think the wind is going to be there. The problem here is that if it is not windy, which doesn't seem to be the case, uh, if this gets into a putting contest, Russell Knox is just – dead on arrival because you know that is not his thing but long term like i said dialing out to the last 100 rounds i mean i have Knox first in t to green approach uh greens and reg good drives and he's second in the proximity bucket of 125 to 150 now again we don't really have an idea because we don't have uh strokes gained data here we don't have shot link um but when you kind of look at stuff you, Kind of know that there's most of your approach shots are coming from that like 75 to 150 range. You're not having outside of the par threes, the long par threes. You're not having a lot of quote unquote long, you know, uh, approach shots. So just a lot of stuff that Knox does really well. Now again, the putting stuff is is very very tough to swallow, but uh, the rest of it has fit pretty well here in the past. And I think 40 is a pretty decent number in this field. Kind of looking at his long term form.
1: Yeah. Here's another one I looked at, and then from there it was just bombs for me. And yeah, I know you probably have some guys circled. We'll we'll get to anyone you have maybe circled with the the live betting, kind of putting them in the pocket, getting them ready, having them in the holster. I know there there is a decent chance we get some weirdness with. Hey, this was a huge weather advantage for this this group. For sure. And then maybe they're going to get some weirdness where it looks like they're going to get another weather advantage tomorrow, which is so rare that you get, you know, uh, like a, you know, we've had events like this. I'm thinking like Sawgrass where just the one group had like a several stroke advantage with weird weather like this. You can end up with goofy splits like that. So something to watch to add live. I don't have, I have some names I've circled, but some of the long shots I did bet so far, Ben Griffin. Maybe not a household name. Maybe never will be a household name. It's hard to tell with some of these guys coming off the corn fairy tour. He played, you know, like if you go back and look at some of these events, or I I don't even know what some of these are. Like, I just don't follow corn fairy (laughs) close enough, but some of these might not even be corn fairy events, but he has a fourth and a 24th in his very short career on tour, and he can run like the sun from tee to green. He did it in both events. He had a very hot approach game. He is an overall good approach player. He's 100 to 1. He fits a lot of the narratives. Again, it's a small sample of what I have, but short par 4 proximity, great putting, good enough. Driving is long as shit and fairly accurate, and he's just an overall good ball striker, so I don't mind taking him as a long... Long shot bomb, Ben Griffin, some guy I couldn't pick out of a lineup. But looking at his uh, his form and numbers, I don't mind this number and a big number. And then Nate, nasty, nasty yep. Nate Lashley, which is uh, maybe not somebody I've bet a lot. He's his form sucks. Like that's why we're getting a number like this, I guess. Like he he got fifty seventh, fifty fifth, and sixty first in the last few months. Those are his best Woo. results. A lot of miscuts 3M, miscut John Deere, miscut Shriners, miscut Charles Schwab. But, you know, early in this part of the year, and he's another one too, where it's like, hey, this guy, seventh in Puerto Rico, 11th down in Mexico. Like he has played Corrales, Punta Cana, 15th. He's played well in some of these, um, you know, tropical, whatever you want to call it, events over over the past year or so. And, He's another one where the, the long-term form is okay. He's a good, you know, decent enough tee to green guy. It just, he doesn't do anything spectacular compared to the field. He's just above average at basically everything. And he's another one, too, where when I sussed out, like, who's been scoring on shorter par fours, he matched up pretty heavily with that as well. So 125 to 1 on him. Yeah, I don't hate it.
0: Yeah, that was going to be one of my bombs to look at, too. And you think of – I don't know. It's hard to find corollary courses here, but I do think like pebble matters a little bit, right? Where you have like pebble yep. coastal course shorter, um, you know, Lashley's played pretty well at pebble a couple times. So you mentioned, you know, decent at long par threes, decent at short par fours, um, actually long-term birdie or better stuff is, is pretty decent. So yeah, Lashley is one thirty, I think on DraftKings is a pretty decent bomb look. Um, Another bomb look, and I would prefer to have access to like Pinnacle or something on the offshores because Cam Percy is pretty short at most domestics, but there's uh, like 99 and change at Pinnacle. Uh, they are not afraid to take your Cam Percy money. Um, for some reason, he pops pretty high in some of my stuff here. Really outside of putting, um, long term like approach, tee to green, greens and rag, uh, short par fours good drives he's he's top 10 and all those things so cam percy is uh interesting i think like 60 is your best domestic look so it's not even it's not even really a bomb in this oh. field which kind of sucks but uh you know offshore is maybe the best way to go and then yeah, you, can get, and- you can
1: get 80 80 85 on him right now in the offshore world okay and that's only looking at a couple books hammer and
0: hank libiota would be another one that i would uh,
1: oh it's been a while
0: we're going Every back day. to the, the southpaw. Um, there's a hundred up there on 365. Uh looks like Will Hill and, and Rivers have some 90s on Hank. Again, it's just some long-term stuff. He's he's a little bit better. And actually, I think he did well. He's done well here. Let me look at his, his results. I think he he had a couple of solid finishes here. Uh, where is Libyota? Oh, yeah. So he missed the cut last year, 16th the year before and third. Uh, in the debut, so it yeah, maybe he got caught in some weather last year, but uh, I don't mind Hank Liberty. If you're you know up, down close to a hundred, but I'm with you on the. I think the Ben Griffin thing is very interesting. 120 on Fanduel, and Nasty Nate to like I said 130 on DK. I think are some pretty interesting bombs. But
1: I wish I could get behind Akshay. He just hasn't. Quite I panned, He hasn't quite panned out yet, but he's he's one too where. We've seen him play very well and you can get two hundred to one. Like that's one of those where I'm gonna watch and if he looks like he's playing okay, Akshay Bacha might be an ad. Um and we've got a an amateur golf better in the chat asking about Kevin Yu. Kevin Yu is kind of a sassy little name, I guess. I don't know. I I feel like he's played I feel like he had a decent result in the last couple weeks, and I think he did well at Puerto Rico or one of the other events too. So, yeah, fuck it. I don't know. Anybody can win this. <laughs> Kevin Yu, for sure. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, that That's kind of where we're at, right? That's
0: why it's silly to me to fire I gotta something. I got to
1: pull up Kevin Yu. Yeah, something super He, he hits the, of the ball too. This is uh, And he's another one just like Tom and – Yeah, uh, his name's not he, Kevin. It's, yeah, it's, his name is – uh, shoot on, yeah. shoot on you. And he goes by Kevin, but yeah. 19th at Sanderson's seventh um, at Puerto Rico back in March. I know he's mostly corn Ferry, but uh, I guess corn Ferry championship wasn't a great result. 49th, but uh, played at the Shriners, So he's a, he's a tour level guy. Now, just cranking him out. Kevin, you, maybe I'm going to have to place a small top 20 on Kevin, you just cause I sat and took two minutes and talked about him now. Looks like you know he's not a good putter. It
0: looks like Bermuda is his best putting surface, though. So, you know, it's okay. Again, we have really small sample sizes on on you know on this guy. But uh, yeah, like I said, I think that's probably the best way to approach this week. Is is deep down the board? If you want to take a couple of flyers pre tournament, it's kind of what I did. And if you want to get some action here, I would think probably live would be your best bet because. We can see drastic, drastic swings here. We don't really see some of the swings here like we've seen in the past um, in a typical event. Like you don't see 12 to 15 strokes from round to round with tour pros very often. But you see that here, as I mentioned, Pendrith. I think Sahith had like a very drastic one round to the next round because of weather uh, here last year too. So like these things happen and this is probably the best place to wait, go go deep and maybe go live. So yeah, Kevin, uh,
1: that's why I only bet the four outrights because I probably will be doing some live betting action on this one. So um, anything else, Ryan, before we call it a day? And yeah, Butterfield, just real quick anecdote, um, grew up in a very small town. And eventually the town was too small to support its own sports team. So uh, they did the consolidation route where, you know, you, you're, your sports teams are in with the school next door. And that town was called Butterfield. And it was, it, it had a chicken plucking factory or something. So the town didn't smell good and it was way smaller even. And the kids from Butterfield were weird. So like Butterfield just has a negative connotation for me all my (laughs) life. Like the baseball field was over there for baseball. We had to go to fucking Butterfield. It was like seven miles away. Hate that town. I know some nice people from Butterfield, but not my favorite, not my favorite name for a tour event. Let's work on that. Turns out it's some it's some fucking financial institution. So mm. weird that they have a bunch of money. This event, too big to fail. But yeah. uh, I have the same situation. Not.
0: I i you know, small town. We shared with uh, hopefully there's never a Berwick uh Berwick uh, the Berwick, the Berwick open. I was, I was, so it was I'm in, in, on a town, small town in New Hampshire. Berwick is actually across the border in Maine. Uh, so you know, we had to go to Maine for some stuff. Or, like the Maine kids had to come over for little league to field enough teams so we could have eight teams. And yeah, just they played Pee Wee football against you know the Berwick kids. It was it was a mess. So hopefully there's never a uh, Berwick Bermuda Open or Berwick, Berwick uh, Aruba Open. So I don't have those same ne- negative connotations. So go light, so, my friend. Go light this week because I don't want go
1: light. Yeah, if you uh, if you want to get into the Discord, BetSports Golf dot com dollar a month during the swing season because we're talking about Butterfield Bermuda opens and stuff and we don't feel right charging a full price. So get in, try it out before we get back to, you know, tournament champions, Sony right around the corner past the holidays. If you have any questions and even if you, you know, if you want, there's free channels in the discord, you can go mm-hmm. join the discord, hit me up on Twitter. If you want a link, you can ask golf questions, talk to other people who are betting golf, get in there if you want. And uh, on the site, yeah, go check out some of the tools. Check out Ron's preview. And uh yeah, could call in Bears, Andy. Yeah, fucking the Bears. I football's tough. There's always outlier events like that. And my God, the, the Patriots defense did not tackle.
0: Did not, not give up. Show.
1: They did not show up at all. it was, it was a Just, mess. Yeah. Every time they'd stopped the a running back, he just squared out for like eight more yards. Like, I yeah. guess we're not wrapping up tonight, boys. So nope. yeah, rough, rough end to what was a really good weekend betting, honestly. So suck it, Chicago. Sorry, I know you live there, but you're a Patriots fan. Well, yeah, they, yeah, they you're were. a Patriots fan living in Chicago. What a rough, a rough My look.
0: Celtics got the hammer too from the Bulls last night. So yeah, yeah. not a not a great day for uh time you know, to regroup regroup Boston. Yeah. Hey, listen, the Chicago sports fans, they only get the regular season. So that was a big night for them. Uh, They're not familiar with playoff sports. So uh, I think Boston fans care more about what happens in the playoffs. So congratulations, Chicago. Hope you hang a banner. Uh, Remember where you were on uh, October 24th. Oh,
1: I thought leg shows give me shit. I I actually kind of liked the eight and a half at that point, but I had already made my bed with um, the Patriots in a teaser. So I, yeah. I thought the number was starting to get a little ridiculous. With uh, once the news came out of, hey, we don't even know what quarterback we're starting. I was dangerously close to just snapping of Bears plus eight. It turns out the Bears minus eight was the number. But yeah, I i kind of made my bed with that Patriots teaser. I didn't want to go and end up on every which way but loose on a Monday night. So yeah, my um, right, four yeah. for four
0: bets we hammered the uh, Mac Jones under 28 and a half attempts uh, under yards under completions. And that worked out pretty well.
1: Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Points bet left that up. Whoops. Yep. Good stuff. So, so all right. Well, until next, can you name next week's event, Ryan? Uh, that's, next. Uh, that's the game. That's the game. We're going to play at the end of every, every tournament here.
0: We do have one next week. Um... I'll
1: tell you, it's not leaving the area. It's not leaving the general area of the world.
0: Hmm. I don't know. I know I have it written in my calendar, but I do
1: not know off the top of my head. The OHL at El Chameleon. Hmm. Bigger purse than this week, but still it's my Coba, guys. Can't I think this December. will have it. This one this one will have an okay field. Better yeah. than this one. So all right. I'm gonna hit the music and we'll catch you back here next week for said El Chameleon.